Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck, and I am joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Well, hello. Oh, Paige, that's such a nice hello for today. I know, even for <laughs> the time that we're recording this. Got to keep it cheery and peachy, right? Exactly. Well, I'll say it's been a little bit of a gap since we've done a, a new one of these. And it's because we had a few technical glitches. There is somebody <laughs> we have been dying to have everybody meet who is joining us today on our teaching self-government podcast and we are doing another meet the mentors episode this time with Dee Dee Black and I can't wait for everyone to meet Dee Dee she has been a TSG mentor for a very long time she is really great at what she does anytime I get to work with Dee Dee I always have a good time I love her I think she became a mentor before I did maybe it's possible. It could have been either, either sure the year tell before us, or the, <laughs> yeah, or that year. We're going to get to meet her, know a lot more about her. She is going to be sharing with us some of her thoughts about transformation, about emotional bondage, about some of the key things that made a difference for her implementing self-government for her and which I know are going to be helping the people on this podcast. So we're just going to let Dee Dee tease us a little bit and we're going to sh- let her share a fun family activity right here at the very beginning because we always do that at the beginning of the TSG podcast. So Dee Dee, are you there? I am. Thank you, Nicolene and Paige. I'm excited to to share a little bit today. Yay. Dee Dee, we are so happy to have you. We're going to learn more about you. So we're not going to get into the, the details about the Black family right now, but We do want to just get a taste of what your culture is like before we start getting all the details. So what is a fun family activity that your family likes to do? Um, We love to spend time. Well, we just love to spend time together. Um, Any kind of a holiday that we all come together. Well, not any kind, but frequently (laughs) (laughs) for holidays. We love to come together. We love to spend time together. Um, playing board games. Um, but one of our favorite things is to be able to just go outside in in nature and God's creations and just go hike, just go out back behind our house and just go walk and just spend time together, you know, out in nature. That's one of our most favorite things. Oh, I love that too. In fact, I feel like when you're just out in the in the nature, in the in the woods, in the yard, in the wherever you are with each other, I feel like it's a time where everybody just recognizes what's really most important, right? Yeah. Because it's like, here we are in this plain outdoors. God gave us all this, but gave us all each other too. There's not as many distractions. You can just talk and bond. I love that. Where you live, you've got lots of places to go. Lots of God's country to discover. (laughs) Dee Dee does. She's, she lives She lives in a really fun place. Apple Valley, Utah is where Dee Dee is from. And yeah, Paige, you're right. We had the opportunity one time to go and visit at the Black's house and to see where they grow their watermelon patch. And when when I say patch, I don't mean patch. I mean like whole hillside of a lot. (laughs) I mean, like massive. They've got some nice land there to go and tromp around on. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, oh, Dee, we're so happy to have you. Before we get started learning about you, your family, and what you have to share with us today, because I know you have a lot of wisdom to share. We're excited about that. Um, Paige, we just got to have a little reminder for everybody, just in case it is somebody's first time on the TSG podcast, and they're like, okay, hey, I want to hear about that emotional bondage first thing first. First, <laughs> we also need to make sure that we understand what is self-government because we look through that lens of self-government here on the TSG podcast. So remind us, Paige, what does it mean to be self-governing? So by our definition, self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them. So kind of two parts there. If you need to pause and digest, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you've got the cause and effect and understanding cause and effect. So meaning you know how to solve problems, you know how to look at outcomes, right? But then also you're that, you're doing that self-assessment, mm-hmm. which is a powerful thing. It can be a painful thing. I think yeah. Dee might talk to us a little bit about how that can be uh, the hardest part sometimes of what you're doing, <laughs> but how powerful it can be. All right, Didi, we're so excited for everybody to get to know you. And maybe you can just take a little bit of time here at the beginning and tell us, you know, how long you've been doing teaching self-government and how long you've been a mentor and what that's been like for you. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I I actually had to do the math this morning. <laughs> so how long has it been? Um, and it's only just been over 11 years, actually. Um, my oldest was 13. When um, I like to say, I felt like I, I felt like I was at the end of my rope. Um, had a 13-year-old and a new little one, um, and seven of them all together. Um, and I, yeah, I just kind of felt like I was not handling life well at all. <laughs> I just was very much, um, very very reactive. And uh, one night when I you know, it's a very similar experience, um, to any other night, but this specific night I was sitting on the couch talking with my husband and I was like, I just, I just want them to be self-governing, right? That was the word that popped in my mind. Never even had that go through my mind before, but that was the word that kind of came through, came through, um, the phrase anyway. And, um, anyway, and that kind of began this whole, this whole experience, um, for me. And then kind of things kind of connected, um, to where, um, somebody else who was sharing about you through an email I happened to receive. Um, I went to your website and then it was that whole, the phrase freedom from emotional bondage stood out like neon lights. And I thought, Oh, but then it also had, you know, teaching self-government. And I thought, Holy cow, (laughs) there is something here. I'm going to pursue this. So anyway, that, that's kind of how, how that started, um, for us. I'm not sure, how much you want me to to kind of go into here, Nicolene, well, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to tell your whole, whole story, but I think people like to know, and I think it's interesting, how, you know, I hear so many remarkable stories about how people find teaching self-government or mm-hmm. what it means to them. And ah, I could get a little choked up actually when I think about that, because, because there's some touching things that people share me, with me about what it means to their family and and it just makes me feel like, okay, this, this mission to help families in this way is just so worth it. But when I see, when I hear a story like that, I say, I say to myself, that is God's hands 
in 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 Dee Dee's life right there. He's giving her a word so that she recognizes a word for what she needs later. And for some reason, I got to be part of that. It just makes me feel so special, you know, that somehow I could help when you were at that, that place in your family. And I love your oldest. Oh man, is he actually a treasure? <laughs> what a sweetie. I love all of your children. And, and it's hard for me to even think of him as just being that one that was making you struggle. And well, I guess maybe he wasn't the one you had seven. There was a lot of things going on, right? <laughs> a lot of things going on. Yeah. yeah. That's anyway. where it started. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, every single one of them were amazing. I know that you've talked so many times about strong-willed children, right? And, and that's such a, it's actually really a good thing. Really, really good thing. I just didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to handle my own strong will, right? I didn't know how to handle me. Therefore, I couldn't teach them what to do. So yeah, it was huge, huge for us to help, um, help ourselves and be able to teach our children. So anyway. Yeah, no, the, the Blacks are a powerhouse family. And um, I just feel like you, you get a whole bunch of strong-willed people together like that. Either sparks are going to fly or or the whole world's going to change in a positive way. Like that's just how it happens. Right. And the blacks are that type of family that just spread goodness in their wake. And, um, but, but for a while sparks were flying and you know what, Didi, I know that Didi has spoken so many times at like three day parenting mastery trainings and stuff like that with her family, with her children. Um, maybe you could just tell a little bit about, I mean, I know just, I know you have a lot to share about emotional bondage and I want to get into that, (laughs) but I also really feel like your story is just so valuable for where you and Trevor, your husband were at with the children and the sparks that were flying. I mean, maybe just make people feel a little bit better right now about about what's going on at their house. And then let's tell them some things that they can do and what you did. Do you mind doing that for us? That'd be fine. That'd be totally fine. So um, when this first started, when this kind of first came down, I kind of just shared, you know, that I I was absolutely at my, um, I felt at the end of my rope. Um, I really felt, you know, how and maybe I'm, maybe you haven't had this experience, but maybe some people listening have <laughs> to where every night, you know, down on my knees crying, I, I messed up again. And I, you know, just want, wanting to do better. I did, you know, did terrible again today, right? Just not, but not knowing how to how to change that. Right. Like that's where I was at. Um, and I had looked into so many parenting resources, Holy cow. Um, so many, so much time and, you know, and different, different resources had different good elements, right. They had, this was good and this was good, but they were more like tips and tricks rather than like a fundamental, um, structural, um, something we could hold on to solid, right. Like it wasn't any of that. And I realized how much I learned, how much I needed that. Um, so in this process, um, trying so many different things, I, I, you know, my husband, he, he, the, the home that he was brought up in was very, um, how they disciplined was with a belt. And so, you know, I'm very fortunate. We're very, we did learn some good things. You know, we, when we were raising our children, when they were younger, there was some spanking that was going on, but we learned pretty quickly that doesn't really work. Um, But there was so much like impatience and anger. Like that was like, you know, anything would happen, it would be anger, but you try to, you know, control a situation by getting, by getting angry. And I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but that would just like automatically happen. Right. 
Um, and it was the same thing with my husband. And, um, but in your heart and your, your, your gut, you know, that this is not good. Nothing, nothing positive is coming from that. Right. Even though in the moment you, you know, you, you exert, you know, you express that anger or whatever might feel good for just a second. Um, it might get momentary compliance. Right. But it wasn't really what we were really wanting in our hearts. So, um, one day when we were walking out back, we're passing a hay, the big old hay pile. And, and I just, I just remember it clear as day. And I was like, so, um, I came across this thing called teaching self-government and I, I would really like to try it with, in our home with our children. And, and he looks at me and I, like, and I don't know how much, like what number of parenting resource this was. So I, you know, right. He's like, might be burned out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, but he looks at me and he goes, you parent the kids, how you want to parent them. And I'll parent them how I want to parent them. And my heart just went, Oh, dang it. Like that's, that's so not what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also knew the things that I had, had heard, um, heard you share and the things that were kind of witnessed to my own heart and mind, I knew there was something here that I needed to not, um, I needed to not just let go. Like I need and my personality, I, there's no way I would have let it go, <laughs> but anyway, so I <laughs> held on to it and I thought, well, if he's not going to do it with me, then I'll do my best on my, by just by myself. And so, um, I taught the kids just a few, a few of the basic, you know, four basic skills, um, did my best to kind of, you know, implement at whatever level, which probably wasn't very good, but we were starting to see things change. Like there was so much more, um, even just that little bit, like there was not as much anger. There was not as much contention. There was more, there was more peace, um, in my own heart. Right. Which also equated to more peace with my children and between, you know, them together. And, um, and I, I remember there was one, one day, um, when my oldest, we were cooking, we were cooking and this is even unusual that we were even having a conversation, <laughs> but we were having a conversation and, um, and he just kind of says, I think he was washing dishes without an attitude, which is wonderful. And I was cooking oh, on the stove <laughs> and he, then he says, mom, he goes, this is pretty cool. And I said, yeah, not knowing really what he was talking about. You know, I, I was thinking that we were talking, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but not specifically knowing what he was talking about. Right. Um, but then he said, he said, well, will you come when I get married and he's 13, but he always mm-hmm. kind of had this long-term mindset. Um, when I get married, will you come, come teach my wife this stuff? And I'm thinking, oh, he's talking about cooking. I'm like, yeah, honey, I, I will, but I think she'll probably know how to cook. And he goes, no, no, mom, this teaching self-government thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I went, oh, <laughs> I get it say it out loud. My heart went, oh, right. This 13 year old saying this, like, obviously something was going good for him seen. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, we had, and <laughs> I don't know how this all came to be. And I don't know why on earth, like, because it's not my personality to want to go be in like, and up in front of any everybody, but somehow I connected with you, Nicolene, and you invited you us. You tracked to- me down, Dee. Is that you, what I? You tracked me down. I was like, "This lady is serious. She oh, wants this for her family so oh, bad." That I did. You, you emailed me, and I got I get lots of emails, and I don't I can't answer them all. That's why I have a support group, you know, so that I can answer people's stuff. Anyway, but 
you you kept sending me emails and I felt like I should respond to you. And you were like, I really want to come to this training that you're doing and whatever. And you started sending me videos because I, I said, Kate, send me videos of what's going on. Let's see if you can know some of this. You wanted to really, really know it deep. And, and you yes. were trying so, so hard. And I could see, I'm like, she's in earnest. And I could also see your husband wasn't quite there too. And, um, but then you guys came to the training and the whole family got on the same page. I was saying you even brought your two older boys, your two oldest. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We brought, so one of the videos, um, actually there was a couple of videos, um, showed me not doing so good with the skills, but I was trying, right? Like that was the whole point is I was trying and I, but you're so right. I, I so wanted this so badly. I so badly wanted to understand it and to do it right. And I wanted my family to be united in it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so I sent you those videos and my husband agreed. So you, you know, you invited us to come, go ahead and come. And, and we were able to kind of share, share some of our story, um, and showed some of those videos (laughs) that I had recorded. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like that was like me, like spreading my dirty laundry out in front of everybody, which we all do dirty laundry. So vulnerable. (laughs) It was so vulnerable. But actually, it was so heart changing for all the people that saw it. Yeah. Well, and and it was for us too. And that that's the point that that I wanted to to really emphasize here is that yes, that was so hard. Like that was so hard to, but I wanted it so much. Like I wanted something I knew in my heart I knew what what, what was possible and I wasn't there, but I could see that it was possible, right? And that's what kept me going. And my husband, again, he came with us and later and it was probably i don't know if it was and it was after we had spoke right it was after we kind of stood up and we kind of shared that and and um and he kind of he saw parts and pieces that obviously i was lacking but he he saw more of a whole picture mm. and he saw other people he saw and heard other people and the experiences that they were having and and he knew and he you know had begun to see the different things that were changing in our home otherwise he would have never agreed to come Mm-hmm. But I remember that one night, whether it was the first night or the second night, I don't remember, but he looks at me and he goes, I'm in, I'm like, you're in, what, what do you mean you're in? He goes, I'm going to do this with you. I think that this is really important for our family. And I went, oh, I don't know how else you want to describe it, but you know, like it was, the heavens opened everything. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was such a level, so much learning for us from that point. So, so much learning. Like there were so many habits and ways that that patterns, right. That we had learned to try to get, um, I don't know, compliance. Yes. We think we want compliance, but that really wasn't what we wanted. We really wanted a family that, that understood and wanted to choose what was good and right and choose love and choose joy for themselves and know how to do that. Um, so it was quite a process for us to learn, um, how, like how to do Mm -hmm. that. Like neither one of us had ever learned that growing up in our homes, you know? So it was a whole different, way, but we recognized the truth in our hearts. And we were from that point forward, we were committed to learning what we needed to learn and going through whatever we needed to in that process to be able to, to do that. So well, I, I think it's it. beautiful that you guys weren't compromising on, Oh, I grew up this way. I grew up this way. Let's see if we can mush it together, you know, and fighting on that and be like, you know what? Forget how we were raised. We want to do it this way. We're starting at this at square one together. And so now we're going to build this up in our family together, regardless of how we were raised. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm and so I, I think that gives a lot of people hope 
Didi. And that's what I really wanted you to share that. I mean, not only did the sparks go away and now we've got little love hearts in the background instead of sparks flying, right? Which is great. Um, not that your family was suddenly perfect, but there was, you know, you, you all of a sudden the trajectory of the family communication and the bond changed, right? And then, but then what happened in your marriage relationship is huge. Oh, it can't, man. can't be understated. That's what people want more than anything else. And I think there's some people who think, is it possible yes. to get my spouse on the same page? Sometimes it's the husband who wants the wife to do teaching self-government. Sometimes it's the wife who wants the husband to do teaching self-government. I've seen both and, and it, it is beautiful when everybody can come together. But for a time, just like me, you were trying to do it without his help. And, but even, even so you were still seeing progress. And I think that's a good thing for people to recognize is that, you know, you can get there, give it some time. The truth does win out. And I know you want to talk to us about truth today. So that's the perfect set. Way, I think into you talking to us about what's been on your mind. I know that Didi, you've been really thinking about the concept of emotional bondage lately, and we would just love to learn from you. We'll try not to interrupt you too much. I know you have a ton to share, but what is it that you would like to share with everybody today about teaching self-government in your life and, and this concept of becoming free? Awesome. Thanks, Nicolene. And don't worry about interrupting me. I love it. So please do. <laughs> um, I, so I love what you had just shared, you know, that the truth, the truth will always win, right? And ultimately it always will. And so for me, um, I just wanted to hurry and touch on this really quickly um, with my husband that I, I really had to just focus on what was mine. Like what, what can I do? And that's what I had to do. And I knew that. And I almost like a part of my heart just had to trust that whatever he chose or what he didn't choose, I knew what was true in my own heart. And I had to choose that. Um, and so that process, you know, truth is, truth is beautiful and it's powerful and it, and it does make its own way. So anyway, I just wanted to emphasize, emphasize that first. Um, thank you. yeah, thank you for, for saying that. So I, um, this concept of freedom from emotional bondage, like I said, that was the phrase that was huge for, for me, um, the very, very beginning of this, of our, of our process here. And, um, recently, uh, at the recent parent mastery that I was blessed to be able to, to help be one of those mentors at, um, you shared a story, Nicolene, that was so, it's one of when you had, you know, when you were growing up and you, you had to overcome, um, you had to overcome this habit, right. Of lying. And, uh, it was a pattern that you learned to, you know, get, get what you needed or what you wanted. And, um, but you learned how to overcome that, right. Like you learned how to conquer that. Mm-hmm. And as a, this concept of freedom from bondage was so on my heart and my mind, like the, the whole point that kind of came down to was this concept of truth, right. Cause truth is what sets us free and or makes us free however you want to word that same same concept um and i learned um i actually saw this 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 um this equation i guess you could say in in my mind that you know teaching self government equals freedom from emotional bondage but it also equals and this was huge for me it equals learning to or being able to truly love and um 
for me, that was, I had that kind of re-emphasized to my own heart and mind um, again after this parent mastery, because I remember, oh my goodness, so many years ago, like maybe like when it was even before teaching self-government um, came into our life that I had a situation where I just, you know, I just can be kind of a more high strung person and I'm really learning to not live in that way. I learned that I don't have to live in that way. Right. I'm learning a different way. And um, I remember I just had one of my, my new little ones and I felt so, so stressed. And the thought just came to me, I wish I could just be present and just love them. You know, I wish I could just know how to do that and, and be able to do that was, was the concept of being able to just really love them instead of being so caught up in your, your emotions and your responses and your stress and blah, 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 whatever else. I right? know exactly where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Young mom, Paige is just getting the, the children here and, yeah. and it doesn't matter if you've been raised even with teaching self-government principles, there's still a point where every person has to face that inside themselves. Mm -hmm. How do I look past what I'm feeling or, you know, what sleep deficiency I have or whatever? How do I look past the list of the things that I have to do and see the person instead? Right. And right. see the beauty of that person. And I think you're hitting on something really profound here, Didi, because there's a lot of people, they start, they come to teaching self-government because they're like, we have some serious behavior problems, you know, <laughs> and they want to get rid of those serious behavior problems. But when it comes right down to it, if they really keep going onto the layers, which you've done so many work, so much work with layers of self-government because you've been working at, you say, oh, I've only been a mentor for 11 years and oh, everybody me? else, everybody else is listening, going, I wish I'd been a mentor for 11 years, you know, because they, they wish they were 11 years ahead of where they are on the layers of learning that they've done for themselves. But what you know, when you go through those layers is that, yeah, first you start tackling behaviors because it's the clear and present thing in the front crisis of your management face. mode. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then after yeah. that, you realize I didn't just handle a behavior. I was different. I was a different person doing it that way, focusing on the calmness and all that kind of stuff. And, and so what you have gotten yourself to is this place where you, you have found this deep, deep truth, this love. And when I'm speaking to people and I know that they have a pain that I'm trying to help them solve, but I know what they really need is that depth of connection, that bond, that feeling that I can love you through any of this. I can. My heart can change. And that's where I hope to get people to, because that is the ultimate truth. And so I just, ah, I just love that you're bringing that up. So tell yeah. us, Didi, about this love. What do you have to share with us there? So I have to, the biggest thing is that like, that is, that is really what is transformed at the core. I mean, everything is wonderful in this whole structure, the tone, everything, but like, that's like the core piece to teaching self-government that if we miss that, if we miss that, we're missing what this is really, truly all about. And for me, I mean, I went through, you know, we we're down to our last three in our house right now. And this is still like, again, being brought forward to me, like, look, this is so important. Like, this is like the, 
the vital, if you can pick one vital point, like this would be it. This is what really helps a child to learn to self-govern is that they, in that moment, especially in that moment of a correction, that they feel your love pour through, right? Um, and I had a situation with my my youngest. She's a very um, passionate <laughs> 11 year old, almost 12. And, um, and there was one time and, and I knew this concept in my brain, right? Like when someone is in a place of bondage, you need to speak the truth. Like it's the truth that makes them free. It's the truth that makes me free when I tell the truth to myself, right. When I'm in that place. And, um, and so I went in to talk with her and I had on my mind that I was, I was going to state the truth, right? Like this is how it's going to solve it. But when I walked in there, my heart was touched. And the first thing, and she didn't say anything. It was just the Lord, right? He was helping yeah. me to, to look like, remember, this is what she needs to hear first. And the very first thing I said was, I love you. And then, and then she's like, well, I don't feel right. And so it opened up her heart to, to <laughs> so we were able to kind of go into that. And then I did the correction with her and she was actually receptive to it. Like mm. that was such a. I know it maybe isn't a big deal to anybody else, but it was to me because oh, if we don't, if we don't go in with that love first, and I'm so grateful the Lord helped correct me in that moment. That was like, okay, <laughs> yes, you got to speak the truth and to correct the situation. Right. But you've got to have that love first. And I, and I've learned that with this child, she's been such a beautiful teacher for me mm-hmm. to help me to see this concept even more clearly um, with her strong behavior that I have to lead with love. If she doesn't feel my love, I cannot communicate with her. She's not receptive. She's not open. She won't, she does, she's not in a place to learn. But if I do, she, it's, she's got a beautiful little heart. I love who she is, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. just night and day difference of how intuitive it sounds well, that, like. That sounds like a lot with me and Clara. I know she's only like two, but you know, she's already got a little rebellious streak, a little strong will of her own. Right. Strong and <laughs> very much, very much like her mother. But, um, <laughs> I've noticed, you know, there have definitely been days where I, was in a more of a selfish place and I was not using my own TG skills. Right. And I recognized that at the end of those days, I was always more mentally exhausted and my emotions were just, Oh, okay. So glad we get to sleep, but I have to do this again tomorrow, you know? And so, <laughs> and so, but the days where I choose to, you know, make sure I'm calm and where I get down on her level and I say, Oh, just now, you know, you decided not to accept a no answer from mommy, you know, or whatever the issue is. And we do a correction like that. Then not only am I more at peace, you know, even if she's screaming or yelling at the moment, you know, she usually doesn't for very long. But um, at the end of the day, you know, when my husband says, how was your day when he gets home from work? I'm like, you know, it was a really good day. Yeah. She, she earned a few extra chores. We had to sit on the calm down spot like five times, but it was a good day, right? She's <laughs> too, you know, know. but, but it's, it's just learning that. Cause when, when you're being selfish like that, you're not feeling love for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so when you're using your TSG skills, you're using, to, you're choosing to be selfless, which then in turn leads you to feel more love and compassion towards other people and understand them more. And that's something that I've realized a lot raising Clara mm-hmm. in her short little two years. And now I've got, you know, two more on the way and I'm like, okay, we got this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's going to be but something. That connection is huge. I, well, I will say that, you know, Paige, you're saying TSG skills and you're using that in a very loose 
It's true. Uh, you're you're using that in a very loose description. She skills. A lot of people think, okay, four basic skills: how to correct, how to pre-teach, how to you know all those little yes, things. I'm that lumping we teach principles that, into that as well. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> because what because what you're really saying is, I think, and and at least that's what what I'm getting out of it. It is the same as kind of what Dee Dee's saying is that I have my skills of my words. I know I'm going to say to keep myself mm-hmm. calm and to make sure we address this in a good way, but. Then there is this focus that comes from the vision for the relationships of this yeah. relationship though is so important. And the, the tone element, because remember it's structure and tone, that tone element of the love has to come through with her daughter because her daughter's probably a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more empathic. Maybe she, she loves, she can feel where people are at and she feels the sincerity then she's going to bond and she's going to listen and she's mm-hmm. going to be open. But yeah. if she doesn't feel the sincerity, then she's going to interpret that as maybe if she's strong-willed, oh, they're just doing this to me, you know, or something. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, that's what... the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto <laughs> you. And that comes into play with relationships too. It does. It, you it want does. to feel the bond. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing too, that, that is, even from the very beginning, I saw this, but like I, I've come to understand it more and more and more and more is I remember at that first um, parent mastery that my husband and I and our two boys came to, I remember talking with you, um, Nicolene, you and I, just you and I, because I, I, I realized that I was feeling like I was at war with my children. And that was, oh my gosh, that was a terrible place to be. But it's like, I constantly was in a place of war with them. Or that's how it felt. Like they were a threat to me and they perceived me as a threat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've learned too, in this concept of, um, you, you have worded it, uh, pages in a selfish place. I've learned that what that means is that I'm, I'm obviously you're not in a place of love, but it's almost like you're in a place of, well, if you're not in a place of love, you're in a place of fear, right? It was like a fear-based thing that I was reacting to their behavior as a threat. Mm -hmm. And so for me to be able to see that, that was like, wait a minute, that's not a threat really. In all reality, the truth is that they're not a threat to me. And for me to be able to like realize that I'm thinking that or that I'm feeling and perceiving that, right? That's a huge thing because you're obviously in a lie at that point. Um, And so then you can shift to that truth. What do I want? Well, what I do want is that bond with this child. I want them to feel my love. I want to feel, I want to be filled with that love myself. And I want them to feel that as well. And so when you, you're, you know, you realize that you're in that fear, selfish survival threat place. Right. And then you can see that, acknowledge that, acknowledge the truth of what you do want. That has been profound for me. And part of that, what I do want is me also coming to to focus on my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And part of my purpose is to really love my children, to teach them truth and to teach them how to be free. And that also brings me back to to truth, right? When I well that's the truth, that's what I that's what's in my heart. And so anyway, all of that for me I just kind of felt that was important to kind of unpack that, you know, selfish place a little bit because yeah. that's been huge for me to understand where I'm at. You know, it's not, not a, not a place to judge ourselves. It's just a reality of, oh, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And you know, that's not really what I want. This Mm -hmm. is what I want. And that allows me to have that focus to get step into that and be able to actually be able to help my children and to really love them because that's really what they need. That's what I need too. So yeah, there's a whole new meaning to fear-based bullying parenting style. 
It does because the the fear is in there for the bully too, or the person who's trying to manage. I love some of the words that you're giving people here. Some of these descriptive words. So the word threat or being threatened, right? Lies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm buying into lies. I'm being selfish. I'm feeling threatened. I'm experiencing fear. These are all great statements that a person could say to themselves in the moment. Wait a minute. Am I feeling threatened? Now, normally when somebody answers the question, yes, I'm feeling threatened. Do you know what they do? They go to battle against the person that they feel like is threatening them. But what you did was the self-government thing, which I love. And that was that you said, I'm feeling threatened. Why am I choosing to feel threatened? And how do I fix myself so that I don't interpret every little misbehavior that my child has as something that's threatening me personally? I don't have to take it personal. And I think what we're seeing here, Didi, is that you and your daughter, your youngest, are probably a lot alike, actually. Yes. <laughs> At the very core, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that she does not want to feel threatened. And she's going to immediately think if anything is counter to her, if she doesn't feel the love in it, it must be a threatening action. It must be war, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's a little fighter, you know, just like you are. But you Mm -hmm. had to decide, why am I fighting them? I really Mm -hmm. just need to make sure that I choose not to fight. Instead, I choose to bring in the love, to bring in the Mm -hmm. truth, to bring in the peace. I love that because I really think this is going to be eye-opening for people. I can't wait for everybody to hear this because I think it's just the way that you've you've defined it and just brought out these words is very simple, very Mm -hmm. easy for, for a person to then say, okay, so do I ever experience what Dee Dee Black is talking about? Have I been there? I bet you that 99% of people could say yes. In And they all have their own unique ways of feeling their fear or, fear or feeling threatened, whether it's by the government or by their family members or whatever. But we all have the responsibility on our side of the relationship, whether it's with our family members or the government, to actually decide. <laughs> I'm saying that because people think it's okay to get that way with some things. and they, right. But it's actually, it never works. No, it doesn't help you. No, it doesn't. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) As you say, something I realized when you were sharing all those things is, you know, when we when we talk about like that fear based bullying or that authoritarian style of parenting, we think, oh, it's the parents trying to invoke fear on their children to get them to do what they want, right? But really, it's coming from a place of fear in the parents of, oh, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. This is going to get out of control. I can't let that happen. So I have to just react in a way that's going to shock them out of their behavior. You know, I'm, I'm scared that I can't control this. So I have to have them feel scared too. And I guess I really never understood it that way. And I don't think a lot of parents pinpoint that they're feeling fear or maybe anxiety, you know, around a fear of not being able to control the situation. And that was, I don't know, that was mind blowing for me. That was really awesome. Yeah. Well, and and I even think um, the more um, modern progressive, I think is also fear-based because they don't, Mm -hmm. they're, they're afraid of, you know, overstepping, which is funny because they're not overstepping. They're not (laughs) not even fulfilling their role. Right. Um, But I think that that's also very fear-based in its own, in its own way. And so, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's really a a huge concept. It is controlling. 
You're right, yeah. Dee Just didn't the, the, the modern progressive, the very, the very permissive or coddling parent is controlling because they think that they can control the behaviors and emotions of that other person. And, and if they, and if that other person has emotions or things, they get afraid that they don't know if they can get it under control. They think they have to do it with the coddling and the babying and the whatever, giving them whatever they want. But in the end, they're still not acknowledging that they can choose and the other person can choose and they have to teach to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. And I, so yeah, either, either one of those, right. Either ends of that spectrum, it's the same fear-based trying to control the other person. And for me, this is, this is such a huge thing. Cause this is where literally where that freedom comes in and it feels beautiful. <laughs> it feels beautiful to have your heart and your mind free that you don't have to choose the anger or you don't have to try to control another person that all I ever have to do is take care of my own heart, right? So if when I when I acknowledge where I'm at and I acknowledge that truth and I choose that, you know, in my own heart and then I walk forward in that, that's you're free. When you choose to choose the truth and you choose to step step into that and walk in that in your in your in your interactions, right? And in your in the way that you communicate with somebody, the words that you speak and all of that, I'm free. And I love that. That's such a powerful thing that was, you know, for me that's what this um, has been so powerful in giving me. And in that, it allows me to actually be able to teach my children to do that. Because if I'm not there, how can I teach them to do that? You're teaching something else, right? You're teaching control, you're teaching manipulation, you're teaching something else, but you're not teaching freedom. Um, But in this, when I'm there, that is what I'm teaching. And I I actually have the capacity and the, the capability and the effectiveness, right? when I'm in that place. And so, and that's really what I've always wanted in my heart for them. And so I'm just super, super grateful to you guys and just to all this truth. Like it's just, it's, it's very beautiful. Oh, I love what you've done. I love your ability to self-assess your own heart Mm -hmm. and, you know, bondage is an interesting thing. You hear the word bondage and you just go, Oh no, that's awful. Right. I remember one of the first times I ever shared the term emotional bondage, I actually surprised myself when I shared it. I remember I was in a meeting with some people and there was a bunch of speakers. We were all at an event and they were like, Hey, everybody go around the room. Let's just network for a second, just for a quick second. Tell us really fast. What do you do? And I thought, how do I sum up all of this that I do (laughs) all of teaching (laughs) self-government and the thought just came to my head. I free people from emotional bondage. I help free them from emotional bondage. And to me, that whole concept was so deep. It encapsulated everything because number one, I can't make someone not have emotional bondage. That is their zone. It's their territory. They have to pick it. So if I help free families from emotional bondage, you know what that means? That means that I have to teach. They have to recognize truth. They have to each internalize truth bit by bit, truth upon truth. I help people start a process where they can live in a way that they actually want to. Because nobody wants bondage. I mean, if you think of that term, you you see somebody shackled and chained. And I think every parent, if they're really honest, every person, every child too, if they're really honest, especially a parent has the cognitive ability to go, 
what am I chaining myself to? Being right? What am I chaining myself to? Getting the list done? What am I chaining myself to? You know, convenience that I don't have to do use enough as many words, you know, or take the time. What is it? that I am chained to? And can I break free and care about the people, go back to the principles and really focus on the teaching? Because as long as you're chained to anything like that, then you're self-serving. And I hate going around the world telling everybody they're selfish, but sheesh, we're humans. We all are, right? And I think that's what you're hitting on. You're not saying that you became passive in your parenting because I think some people could say, oh, well, they went from being more aggressive to now, you know, being a little bit more like pacifist. No, you became teachers. Yeah. And you were able there's to a do difference it because between being you didn't passive. have your own bondage. There's a difference between being passive and being deliberate. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you just, I don't know, I th- actually feel more this is going to sound really interesting, but I feel more powerful when I'm in a place of love, right? Mm. I feel not only do I, not only does thing do things actually change, not just momentarily look a little bit different because somebody's, you know, smothering something out of fear, right? Their own emotions out of fear, but there's so much, there's such a real like core level power. That's, it's a beautiful power that I feel that I'm in when I'm in that place of love. And our kids can hear us, right? If you're, if you're in any, any other place, they're going to hear not what you really want them to hear. They're not going to hear your teaching. They're going to hear, well, whatever your emotion is saying, right? They're not going to really hear what you really in your heart want them to hear. And so it's such a, it's such a powerful place to be there. Totally is. In fact, this just reminds me, I was just looking at um, my, my Instagram today. So, um, I've got somebody who posts different things and stuff on my Instagram for me. And I post stuff here and there, but I'm talking about the teaching self-government Instagram. And this is what my, uh, social media gal selected to post just this week. You know, I get to learn from my own Instagram. Anyway, this is a (laughs) quote from me. Okay. Something I said, but I'm just going to read it. It says, Love isn't something that happens to us when someone likes us or pleases us. A person can love someone who doesn't please them. Love is an expression that comes from deeply valuing another person. Being liked or pleased is not a principle. However, love is a principle because it can exist no matter how someone behaves. And then, Someone actually responded to that and they said, um, they shared a a scriptural verse basically about love. Now I'm not seeing the response, but they responded somewhere. It was probably on my story. And so I'm not going to be able to quote it, but basically saying, well, God is love. Like, so if you are, I mean, I guess we're just going to go as deep as you can go today. We're going to go all the way to <laughs> go the a little man spiritual himself, today. right? Yeah, awesome. exactly. <laughs> if people don't know I'm spiritual by now, they just haven't read or listened to enough. Okay. But anyway, and I know Didi's spiritual lady too, but, but when we're going to this deeper love and when we can love somebody, no matter how they behave, that's when we're really getting to real love, real love, where we can say, 
you know what? You may be a different political party than me. You may have just said a bad thing about me. You may be yelling in my face. You may, but you know what? You still have something good to give to this world. And I know it or you wouldn't be here. And I trust, I trust that there's so much goodness in there. And I love it anyway. I love it despite the fact that right now you don't love me. That, that is God's love. And so really in the end, um, okay, we're just going to say it straight out in the open. And I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who maybe aren't religious people. But in the end, when you really get down to love, you are being a religious person when it's real love. And maybe I shouldn't say a, a religious person. Maybe we should just say, because I know there's lots of different denominations, but maybe I should just say you're being a person of faith because love is an act of faith. When you love somebody, you're saying, I have faith that you are such a beautiful person and I choose to see that. That's real faith. And you don't have to have to be a particular religion to practice it. That's just the beautiful thing that all humanity can grasp onto, no matter where we live or who we are, or what our family circumstances are. And that's at the base of what every parenting interaction should be, Dee Dee. And I, so I'm just so glad that you're bringing that up today because it, it really is, and it should be that deep. Yeah, it is. And you, you had brought up um, that, that person who wrote it, you know, said that God is love, right? And if we're made of love, I mean, even as some, there's people who call God source, you can call him whatever you want, but the reality of it is that's the essence of who and what we are. That's the essence of who, who I am, of you and each of our children. Right. And so for us to know that, like that's, I don't know, it, in that back of my mind, I just always have that when someone's behaving poorly, they just, they, they've lost sight of that right? They've lost sight of who they are. And it's up to, uh, it's, if I can remember that and I can come from that, it helps spark that in them and they can return to that. Right. So it comes back down to truth. It comes back to us returning to truth. Cause if that's the truth of who and what we are, if we can, you know, exude that, if we can uh, speak that, um, whether it's verbally or not, that helps another person to remember and to return to that, that core truth themselves. And so, and that's what I see play out when it works really well. <laughs> when yeah. I don't do that, it doesn't work so well. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be human. Way to be human, yeah. Dee. People yep, are going to be sure. like, okay, I'm glad she's not perfect every single second yeah. of every single day. <laughs> but, but I, but I will say though, that you are a hundred percent right. And if there's one thing, if somebody if somebody struggles with disagreeing appropriately for a few years, but they know who they are to the other people around them, that is the greatest victory of anything I could ever teach. And, and ultimately, that's why I ended up writing that whole other book called Roles, because I wanted people to understand that concept of who they are. Who a person is, is the primary information that creates positive change in that person's life. And in families, that's what we learn is who we are. And if we don't learn it, we end up lost for life. Yeah. We get it from those family relationships and those bonds. And, and at the end of the day, what do I want people with teaching self-government to have more than anything else? I want them to know who 
who they are. And I want them to be able to find it out through that family because that's what the family's for. Mm-hmm. And if there's contention everywhere, if they don't know how to talk through the problems and still stay focused on who they are, they may need exact words to hold on to, right? And so that's why I give it. At first, I never wanted to give the exact words. I just wanted to share the principles and people couldn't do it because they had their own words <laughs> and it didn't match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, then there's we the have... whole tone element and everything. Exactly. And, and so, oh, wow. Didi, I, you know, I'm just so grateful that you shared all of this with, uh, with us today and, and that we're getting to such a deep place that love is knowing who you are, that freedom from emotional bondage can be a choice if you have understanding. And if you're willing to actually analyze yourself and recognize the truth that you might be buying a lie or be living in fear or all of those things. I mean, if people can just take a moment to do some self-evaluation, in fact, I'd love to just share with people, do that as an action step after this podcast. How about we have an action step today and we say, sit down, take 30 minutes at least. It'd probably go longer if you really get into it, but take 30 minutes at least and write down, who am I? Who am I to these people? And write down, what is my mindset, my lens that I keep looking through that gets me in trouble? Is it fear? Is it that I feel like that other people are attacking me? Do I keep telling myself I'm unappreciated with all my work? What is it? And then expose the lies. So now take all those things and unpack them and say, do those other people have to appreciate me in order for me to love them? If you write that question out, the answer is no, they don't. And then ask yourself, how can I focus on love? for them. Now, Didi, I don't know, you've probably got something else to share with us here at the end. We're, we're just about getting ready to wrap up, but, um, but what did you do to really instill that love? I know for me, I, I would just go to prayer and I would pray to love the person. I would pray to have God's eyes on the person. And <clears throat> so that I wouldn't get selfish and stuff. And I would repent for my selfishness, but what did you do? Um, definitely prayer, prayer is a huge, is a huge thing. Um, one of the questions, so one of the cool things about asking questions to yourself, right. In this assessment is it does bring you from that emotional brain to your thinking brain, right? Just like describing a situation, the practice of describing as you go into a correction or whatever else, asking yourself a question will also bring you up there. And one, and one of those is, um, what's the rest of the story? That's, and that's one of the questions I ask is, okay, so yes, they're doing this, but what's the rest of the story? Mm. Actually, I'm okay. Yeah. I feel upset because this automatically happened, but the rest of the story is I'm actually okay. And what do I really want? I really want for them to feel my love. And so those two questions, you know, what's the rest of the story? Cause we all tell each ourselves stories, right? And the moment we're telling a story, um, as you do a self-assessment, you'll see the story you're telling yourself. Um, but what's the rest of the story? Because that opens your heart and your mind to seeing the bigger picture, not just the blind, narrow tunnel vision of the emotional reaction, right? Um, and then what do I really want? 
And asking that question can always bring you back to your center, can bring you back to truth if we'll ask that honestly. Um, and it will help open your heart and your mind to, okay, what's the next action? What's the next right action for me to take? And so those, the principles, the true principles are powerful as well as the practices, right? The things that we do, the words that we say. Um, so those two things together, because you talked about the principles, right? And how you only wanted to teach those. And that's powerful, but we do need to know the practices, the things that we do, including the questions that we ask, right? In the moment, um, how we're correcting a situation, how we're disagreeing appropriately with somebody or not, right? Those principles and practices both matter. So that's what, those are very, some very powerful things that I've learned for me. Thank you, Dee. Dee. Oh, I am so it's grateful wonderful. that you've been here with us. Yeah. Paige, I don't know if you have any final thoughts related to this this topic yeah no um well mainly just a question for Didi but you know as as you've done training for you know 11 years and you've helped people understand these things and all the things you've done as a mentor what is one or two things that you could recommend as far as TSG resources that would help people understand this concept a little bit deeper and kind of bring this into their own life Okay. So there's a lot of different ways I could answer that. <laughs> um, Sorry, a loaded question. Yeah. Um, so the resources that the, the specific resources that are available, I love the support group. I mean, that was so huge for me to have that weekly support, to get on that call, to hear how other parents, the challenges that they're having, and also how they're solving that, right? That's huge. That's such a huge, huge support. I love parent masteries. Like, I don't know that you can equal those. I really don't, especially if you can do an in-person one. I mean, those are powerful. They're all powerful. Um, but when- It is slightly things, addicted to parent mastery training. I know, I know. <laughs> I learned so much. And I love and it because she shows up with us all the time. And I'm like, yes, Dee Dee's well, here. Well, as a mentor, you get to come to all of them. It's great. I know. <laughs> when you're a mentor, you can come for free to all the parenting mastery training so yeah. long as we have room. And that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the in-person ones, when my husband comes, like, it's almost like a reboot for us, you know, not only as parents, but as a couple. So I just, I love the parent masteries. Um, there's one last thing though, that that's on my heart that I just, I, you know, I talked about the practices, but the other thing, Nicolina is really powerful. And this really helps with my heart. And I'm, I'm having to continually be a student of learning to do this, but it's praising, learning how to, because, you know, we, we can acknowledge that love and that truth and we can get in that place. But we also have to learn that language to verbally acknowledge and reflect that truth of our child to them. And so, and in the moment when they've done something awesome, which they do, like they do, they do awesome things, even in the middle of a correction, they'll do awesome things, right? Um, for us to be able to acknowledge that, that's one of the practices too, that I just would encourage parents to kind of take into their heart and, and learn how, become a student of that, because <laughs> that's where I'm at. I have not mastered that but I'm learning to do that and how, and how powerful that is as well. So anyway, those are the few things that I would want to end with there. I love it. Thank you, Didi, so much for joining us on this TSG podcast and Amen. for sharing so many of your insights, your experiences, being so vulnerable about your journey with teaching self-government and just giving everybody so much hope 
and so much depth and power from your heart. Anyway, I just really appreciate it. There's been such a great feeling here today, and I can't wait for everybody to hear this. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Teaching Self-Government podcast. And remember, you can find out more about TSG Mentors, about Didi. You can even set up an appointment to talk to her if you want to at teachingselfgovernment.com. So go there to find more information. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.